0: on course what's going on family it's your man gerard bonner of bonner fide radio and this is on course with hart ramsey we call these sessions heart to heart it's the opportunity that you get to hear from the heart of god by way of the man of god and of course we're talking to pastor hart ramsey pastor hart how are you sir so well, Gerard. How are you doing? I am fantastic. So, of course, we are nearing the end of the year. Uh, 2017 has been an absolutely wild year. We've seen all sorts of things, though I don't think we've seen the mass levels of deaths that we saw in 2016, thankfully, yeah. unless it's maybe I'm off on that, but it doesn't feel that way. But uh, let's talk about this. What kind of a year... Uh, has this been for you? What does this year look like for you? Two
1: thousand seventeen was a different kind of year. It was it was a year of um when we started the year, the Lord told us in at the end of last year that he called 2017 the year of convergence. Now yes. it was interesting because um I heard the word convergence many times, converge, and and I thought he was saying conversion. Okay. That's when I heard the Holy Spirit and so while, you know, and I have a time of wisdom where I go into pray and I spend some time before the Lord, and and what I do a lot is I, I pray, but I listen more. And he he clarified for me that it wasn't convergion, it was convergence. Okay. Immediately, I came out of my time of, of uh, wisdom is what I call, it, and I, I I go straight to my books and I, I look up the word, and I, and I. I got a sense of what it was and we I presented it to the church and he called this year one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said this is in, in, in the terms of what I'm going to do in your in your old life and in, in your church this is year one it's the year of convergence and what convergence is is where two roads meet it's where it's like for example where um, uh, it's a time where success and failure share the same space um, uh, love and hate um, strength and weakness. Um, endings and beginnings. It's like you wonder, is this ending or is this beginning? Both. Wow. It's, um, and, and for us, we saw that kind of year where, where, where uh, and, and mo- many people saw it, where God is shutting down one thing while starting another thing in the same space. And so you can't put a label on the space because you don't know what to call it, because on the one hand, something is dying, but on the other hand, something is being birthed. Wow. So in this season, in that season, you can't really name it. So we went through that this year where we're in in positive ways and some negative where we saw, um, we saw the the, both ends of the spectrum coming together uh, and and you say, what is this? Was it a success or failure? Well, I see it as, um, it was a successful year of lessons learned. That's good. Yeah. Successful year of lessons learned and, um, God showed us a lot of things it showed me a lot of things moving into 2018 the word that the spirit of God God always at the end of the year in the last quarter of every year for the, he's done it for the last maybe 15 years giving me a single word to to speak to what he plans to focus on in the, in the upcoming year and for us as a as a church and for me as a person the word is community mm. community and what the lord spoke to me about is and, and this is is um he speaks to different uh, means and and methods, but he was he was sharing with me how everyone seeks identity, community, and purpose. And and, um, the church, our church, has to become that. We have to become to the people who, who come into con- connection and contact with us a place where where they discover their identity, who, who who I am, they find the community where I belong, and then they find their purpose. What what, what should I be doing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so and so that's where we're headed. That's what we're looking at. Um, uh, I believe that that. Uh, this year was the setup for what God is getting me to do.
0: Wow, that's really, really good. So, you know, when we talk about uh, the end of the year and things like that, I think a lot of times people— always look to the end of the year to make changes and things of that nature. And, you know, in, in the church world, you know, we've heard, golly, for years, there's always been this theme that tends to rhyme with the year, you know, so we're going <laughs> to live clean in 2018 or, you know, whatever it is. And what what's always interesting on social media around that time frame is to see uh, the different things that, you know, God may be saying in different churches, and it never fails that there's always uh, something that he's saying to one that he's not saying to another, and there are people who will say, well, that's not really God, because he'd be saying the same thing everywhere. What, right. are your, what are your thoughts on that? Is it possible that God would say something different in terms of what the year would look like to each of these churches, or is he saying the same kind of thing to these uh, bodies of
1: believers? Different bodies of believers are in in various stages, and God speaks to each one differently. And this is what the church needs to understand. In Acts chapter 4, the Bible says, after Peter and John were beaten and let go, the Bible says they went to their own company. Mm -hmm. That's a powerful statement because in Acts chapter 2, Peter preaches, and the Bible says, "What three thousand souls were saved that day?" Right. And and so and so all three thousand people didn't go back and assemble in the same place. But if the the people that got saved, which which, which what, what God does, He saves you, then He puts you in a company or a, a ecclesia or a church. He puts you in a groups of people. And and so when Peter and John were be, the Bible said being let go, they went to their own company. And when they had t- told them all that was done to them of the chief priests and 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 religious leaders, then they all prayed in that place. That company. Mm-hmm. But there's several companies. And, and this company, in that particular company, Peter and James were chief apostles. Okay. So God was saying something different to them than he was saying to maybe someone who was leading a house group over here, or people who just gotten saved in Acts chapter 2. So God, so God may be saying to one church, um, this is your year of the double, and next, then he but he's saying to another church, um, this is your year of new beginnings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, um, and so we have to be mindful that God is God and God speaks in different places. One of the w- weirdest things I think believers have to get a grip of this is, you know, even something as simple as thinking that God, um, that the church in America is the church. You need to understand wow. that, that the westernized church is one branch of the church. There are 400,000 mm-hmm. locations of, of the church in, in America alone. Wow. That's not worldwide. It's in America. And, and God speaks to each individual shepherd. God is the one the Bible calls Jesus the chief shepherd, which is the um, archepoyman in the Greek and what it means is he's the one and people don't understand what, what, what the chief shepherd is. Uh, uh, the archepoyman, the chief shepherd is the one Gerard who um, hires other shepherds. In mm-hmm. other words, he appoints under shepherds. Yeah. By the time you get to, by, the, by the time you get to uh, 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 to be an archapomen, you basically basically not leading sheep anymore. you're leading sheep leaders. Wow. And so, so the, the Lord Jesus puts all these pastors over his people. And then he speaks to each pastor about what needs to be fed to the people that year or, or even. And it doesn't have to be that year. It could be that week, that month. We, we're the ones that bring the division of time to the Lord. Wow. He's not necessarily speaking of oh, like, like, OK, I'm in 2018 I'm going to do this. He's not necessarily speaking like that. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he, people don't understand that what God does is that he pays great respect to the way we divide time. Wow, for real and and god would um, now he under under um uh, Jewish law, he assigned seven feast days and he 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 had some some um times and, and seasons that he marked that, that would honor him, but God honors our times as well right you see what I'm saying um 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 the miracle of the tax in in the fish's mouth um the Romans said it was time for the tax mm-hmm. and 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 God honored uh, uh Jesus. And, and provide the tax through a fish because God honors the times and seasons that we set. So, yes, I believe God speaks to, to um, he speaks different things to different churches up, upon request.
0: Wow. That that's that's a that's a powerful thought, and it's true. And I don't know that a lot of us have thought about it that way, but I think it's it's good that we do. And so, certainly, as we look at an upcoming new year and new things, um, there's always this push towards you know trying something new, stretching the boundaries, uh, and sometimes that can be viewed as going over the top. Sometimes that can be viewed as you know raising the bar or just outlandish and outrageous so not long ago uh this has been going around on social media and people have just labeled this particular person the cussing preacher (laughs) um you know and he has apparently said some things in vulgar ways and there's always a group of people that gravitate to this kind of thing and they you know, spur this on and think it's great. And, you know, there are others who feel like, wait a minute, this is a little over the top. Cussing preachers, What what's your opinion on that? Is this kind of the new thing for 2018? Is this quote unquote, keeping it real? Like what, what is this?
1: Well, you know, this particular guy, uh, I saw the video, someone sent it to me in an um, inbox message. And uh, I watched it. I watched the edited version of it. And when I first saw it I laughed I thought it was someone playing a, a gag okay. but when I saw the full video and heard the, the, the absolute horrible profanity in it uh it's a concern and what's concerning about it is the Bible talks about about how we talk and, and I want to find a scripture um it, it, it deals with uh let me see can I find it? I'm gonna look sure. it up in my Bible real quick. Okay. And, and I'm telling you why, why I want to go to the scripture because if I can if I can find this particular scripture, um it, it speaks to where we are. Let me the, the, here's the danger of, of 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 speaking profanity um casually. The Bible says it leads to greater sins.
0: Mm.
1: If if you if you um get to the place, um matter of fact, 2 Timothy 2 16, here's what it says: it says, but shun profane and vain babblings, which will increase, or, or for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Wow. And and what, that's, what that is speaking of, and, and it's, this is real, what it's speaking of is if, if you allow yourself to say anything, now every once in a while something will push you to the edge, and you may say something that others will, will kind of find out and say, well, in my house, you couldn't say that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it was profane, it just means that in their house it was wrong. But by the time you get to the place where you're speaking this Absolutely filthy language and then defending it by keep saying you're keeping it real it says that there are other areas of your life that are out of control that have no boundaries and, and actually belongs not to God but to the devil
0: wow
1: yeah um I think I think I, 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 I have no judgment to make as it relates to what I think about his call but I'll say this um, he may be called to, of God but he's allowed his li- allowed his life to become awfully sloppy. Wow, and because uh, because listen what I'm saying and I mean this is um the, the the one of the ways to tell how your relationship is with God is what you allow to come out your mouth. Mm. Yeah, on a regular. And this guy seemed like, and from hearing him curse, he wasn't a rookie. He was not a novice. He he is stringing them them sentences together pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, he knew exactly what he he's he's an old hat at it.
0: <laughs> yeah. wow. you know, and it's and it's so interesting because this this leads us to a very interesting space because uh, when you start talking lifestyles and conduct and things like that, it becomes a a challenging space these days. Now, you know, years and years and years ago, it seemed as though Uh, people were pretty clear on what was quote-unquote right behavior and quote-unquote wrong behavior. I think things may have gotten, you know, perspectives may be different now. How do you approach a scenario where you see uh, behavior that doesn't seem to line up with what you believe to be right? Um, and it happens. We'll say specifically with someone that you know, because someone you don't know, it's a little really a little harder to speak to it. But somebody that you know that isn't necessarily living their best life, and you have access to them. Do you approach it? How do you deal with
1: that? What what do you do? Um, that's a good question, Gerard. And and there's there's so much you could you could say about it. I think the best way to speak to this is to is to establish something that a lot of people don't like to talk about, and it's this judgment. Mm. Um, you hear Christians say all the time, "Don't judge me," right? Right. right. So, but I want to read something to you from First Corinthians chapter five, verse nine. I'm gonna read as much of it as it pertains to what we're talking about. Paul says to them, "When I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge." sexual sin. Mm -hmm. He said, but I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin or are greedy or cheat people or worship idols. You would have to leave this world to avoid people like that. He said, I meant that you are not to associate with anyone who claims to be a believer yet indulges in sexual sin or is greedy or worship idols or is abusive or is a drunkard or cheats people. He said, don't even eat with such people. Now listen to verse 12. He said, It isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders, but it certainly is your responsibility to judge those inside the church. Who are sinning. And he's speaking in the in the in the context in the Greek who are who are habitually sinning or living a lifestyle of sin. It says verse 13 says God will judge those on the outside, but the scripture says you must remove the evil person from among you. So that and when you start preaching that in this generation, people say, wait a minute. Uh, that's of condemn- it's not condemnation. The Bible says if you have a person in your midst who is who is committing or living a lifestyle of sin, it's your responsibility as a brother or sister in Christ not to go to them and, and beat them down, but to go to them according to Matthew 18 and say, hey, listen, um, um, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. And if they don't receive it, then you go get another person and you come with them and you're not coming, you not come to them in love. And you say, man, listen, let's talk about this. They, they reject you, the Bible says then you bring it to the church. And if they reject the church, then the Bible says, let them be among you as a publican and a sinner. Th- we don't talk about this type of, re- this is what I call redemptive correction. Mm-hmm. This is grace. This is grace at work to, restore, to, to to warn, this is the warning of grace. Um, And so I think, yes, when a person is, is doing something that is off the top, we the first judgment we should make is are we, first of all, what does the Bible say? That's number one. Number mm-hmm. two, um, how do I read it? Number three, am I, am I living um, correctly as it relates to this particular thing? Yes. Number four is how can I help my brother?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it doesn't begin with me going to him, making judgment, and trying to pretend like I'm better than him, and be pharisaical. It begins with me, number one, looking at myself. For all I know, my brother's overtaken in the sin. And the, the Bible says in Galatians 6 and 1, ye that are spiritual restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, meekness. In other words, I got I gotta go in with humility, considering myself also lest I be tempted. Right. You see? And so it comes down to it comes down to um us knowing the proper way to handle these things. But it has to be handled. Stay tuned for more
0: of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Let's Have you subscribed to Heart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Heart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786 and daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit encourage your heart and empower your walk subscribe today to heart Ramsey's uplift amen Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer
1: at first was a struggle because you know it it really takes faith to pray. You You have to trust that God is like a person, He's a real person, and that He's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is
0: based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. That's so good, and this is—I kind of want to park here for a second because I think this is one of those issues that has become over time so touchy and so delicate that— People are either living on two extremes. Either on the one side, where they feel like they've got to shout it out from a bullhorn, you're wrong, you're sinning, you're going to hell, all that stuff they do. The other side is we say nothing. Right. And, you know, so wh- how does a person go about? Trying to, because I would imagine, you know, over time, we've all seen our friends uh, in scenarios that probably aren't the best reflection of who they are. And sometimes you run the risk that if you say something, you could push them away. Uh, if you don't say something, you could see them going off of a cliff. So, what are steps that people can take to learn how to? Season their words with grace. If it comes to a space of correction,
1: the first step is um, like the apostle Paul and all the the teachers in Scripture. I believe that our obligation first is to pray for one another. That's good. It's it's, it's when if a, if, a, if a person is sinning, then the first thing I do is I take them to the Lord and I begin to talk to the Lord. And and the first order really is to ask the Lord to deal with the person without my intervention. That's the first step. Wow. God, deal with this person, deal with this person. And then as as I pray for them, I keep my ear and my heart open to, to the Lord to see, does he need to send an agent? Mm. He, may, he may need to send me as an agent of reconciliation. Because remember, my ministry, the only ministry that we have as Christians is the ministry of reconciliation. Right. Okay, so so uh, I, I, the Lord may say the Lord may put on my heart to to confront the person, and I use the word confront very very um, liberally, but really the word I'm looking for is to approach the person, correctly. I approach them and I say, hey, can I pull you aside? Can I talk to you? I'm gonna give you an, uh, an example. Some years ago, and when I say some years, I'm talking about I was, it was 1984, 84, yeah. So I was I'd been safe for a little bit over a year and a half, going on, two years, mm-hmm. and um I I was um um. I was hanging out in the wrong crowds and doing some things when I first got saved. And there's this couple who had been saved longer than me. And they came to me, they came to my job and asked me, could I step outside? They needed to talk to me. And so when I went outside, um, they said, well, the, um, the Lord said that you were doing so-and-so. And, and they, they kind of made it like they put it before me. Oh, this is what God says and you need to stop. And so my thing was, first of all, I will, the, I remember assessing their the posture and their disposition. Mm-hmm. The husband was sincere, and I could tell he loved me and wanted me to, to do better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the wife was mocking because mm. to her, it, it, she was tickled by the fact that, that God had revealed something to, to them about me. Her immaturity, so, and, and what I did was, I told, when he asked me, he says, well, the first thing I need to know is, um, are, are we assessing this right? I told him No. Mm-hmm. you have to remember this is this is this is on um, what thirty four years ago right and and so and so my thing was i i told i said 34, thirty four twenty four years ago what, on my doctor okay yeah so so my thing was I, and 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 i and i was not i was not honest with them about it and the reason I wasn't honest as a young believer was because i i people tend not to want to expose their their damaged parts to you if you're not coming to be a healer right if you're not a doctor, I'm not going to show you my wound. What good, what good would it do? All you're going to do is mock me. Absolutely. And, and, so, and so I think uh, we pray for them first. And number two, when we go, we have to go as a confidential agent of reconciliation. Confidential meaning that, that, that and, and we got to be careful because um, I got to be trustworthy. Right. And, and, and I'll say this to the believers that don't have a, a track record of being trustworthy. You need to work on that. God has to work. Uh, put, put it before the Lord. And and God, what He'll do is what the Lord will do is He'll begin to minister to you and, and to develop in the area of being trustworthy. Then He will He will prove that by putting you through a couple of tests to prove to others that you can hold your water. That's good. Um, Bishop L. Spencer Smith made a powerful um, statement years ago. He said, um, "If you want to know who who who, could, who has leaks, just pour a little bit of water into them." Hmm. You know, wow. if 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 you see water dripping everywhere, then you know you ain't put it, but one place is coming from them. Right. And so I I think it's important. Um. Now the scripture I just read, Gerard, is interesting because it, it presupposes that the person is living a publicly sinful life. Okay. And if they're living a perfectly sinful life, claiming to be a believer, but they're living totally against the scripture. Now we go to them and we say to them, Listen, man, this is not the Lord. Right. If they if they if they like and, and it specifically mentioned four areas that um one was in um I, I'm living a sexually immoral life Mm-hmm. Or, or number two, I'm involved in some kind of activity that the Bible calls greedy. When you look at it in the original language, it speaks to a person. I guess who's running games for money. Okay. And then there's a, the other categories of people who worship idols. They are into blatant idol worship. Now mm-hmm. um, it doesn't mean it's in, in a religious form. It could be in a financial form, in a social form, it, in any. Case, but they, but they're worshiping idols. And then the third, the, the um, the the fourth category. Matter of fact, so this as the other categories too, because the fourth one is being abusive. That you, that not only you you are abusive verbally, emotionally, you're harsh, you're mean, you you hit people, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then the other category is uh, um is translated here as being a drunkard, but it speaks to a person um who's inebriated, always intoxicated. Either they're getting high or they're drinking liquor or they're always high on something. Or mm-hmm. uh, and then the other one, uh, this is a different category. Um, they're just known to be a cheat. Okay not and this is not in relationship this is like in terms of business dealings right if the bible says that the, that that um don't associate with them don't even sit down at the same table with them mm. now that's that's strong yeah it is it's strong and 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 you start I'm, I'm this is one of the first lessons I'm starting 2018 within my church as we as we start to talk about building a believing community Build, building, uh, is, is we're going to build a, a, a believer community, a beloved community, a blessed community. In, the, in this whole thing, we become a community of nurturers, mm. where 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 um everything about us gives life. Again, um identity, community, and purpose, and 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 that's what it's about. It's about me saying to you, listen, man, the, the Lord is coming, man. You can't be living like this, right? You know, a young man reached out to me earlier today, and he was telling me, Pastor, he says, about this time of the year, I'm really tempted with with the sins that that the Lord has delivered me from, and and I need you to pray for me. And I said, I got you. And I said, here's what you do. He said, can you give me some kind of strategy? I said, here's what you do. When the enemy offers the temptation, you fight against the temptation. Here's what I want you to do. I said, I want you to consider it. But don't just stop at the gratification part.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Take it all the way through. To the price you have to pay afterwards. Wow. The possibility of being exposed, the possibility of getting a disease, the possibility of of of, of, of ruining your livelihood, the possibility you see what I'm saying? Right. The possibility of it being mischaracterized, and 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 now you end up being accused of something that you. Did. I said, and and so he said, man, you don't know how you just helped me. Wow. So we we need each other's voices speaking to the things that that trouble us. We really do, and and and, it's, and, and I think um, as as believers who are mature, we need to start considering that there are times when God when we when God knows we we're compromised, our desires are compromised. We may be lust may have taken us over, and it's, it's starting to work its way to to death. Then what God will do, He'll send a loving. Brother or sister to us to, and they will come to us, and they will begin to um, speak to the the trouble and we and we have to ask the Lord, is this someone I can trust and and then we have to let them walk us th- walk us through the struggle because most times we don't make it through without them right. Yeah. So I hope that was was informative. No,
0: that that was really good. And I think that that goes along with the theme that you mentioned right at the top of this session, which is the power of community and, you know, the need that we have to not do life alone. Um, You know, because I I believe that one of the things that the enemy uses is, you know, isolation and secrecy to make us feel like, well, we can't tell anybody because, you know, if we tell somebody, man, they're going to make fun of us or they're going to condemn us or or that. So 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 let me let's uh, address this, because one of the reasons and, and and that's not just a tool of the enemy. Sometimes it's true you know, where people do mistreat people when they find out uh, about the things that they're dealing with. So how do we develop this culture and community that makes it okay to bear one another's burdens, where someone can say, I'm struggling with X, Y, Z, and not feel like, oh, my Lord, they're going to look at me different?
1: What are the things, and that's such a great question, because one of the things that it has, it has to begin with with teaching. It has to begin with a teaching about who Jesus is to us as a community and who we are in Him. Mm. Um, what what we tend to preach to people is that is that the Lord saves us, and then from there. We we actually go to the spiritual gym and start lifting spiritual weights and build spiritual muscles so that there are among us people who are building muscles because they're doing more, they're more committed. And then we separate and divide the congregation into into the have and have nots, and we do the same thing to the church that, that the world has done. Wow. But so what what the 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 um, the fix for that is we have to we have to ex- explain and teach the, the the community of believers that among us there have to be in the, here comes the word again companies of believers circles little circles of believers among us. What is what does it mean? It speaks to people that that for example we're in this congregation of believers. Let's say uh, let's, let's let's say the average size of a, com- a congregation is a hundred people. There's a hundred of us, but but ten of us, but but let's say five of us. Know each other. So let's say there are twenty groups of five that really know each other. Now everyone knows each other, but there's twenty groups of five that are really close. Th- those are f- twenty little circles. Yeah. See, we've made the mistakes and call them cliques, but they're not cliques. They're circles. Wow. And and this is something that this is our, our slogan for um Atlanta con- congregation community uh Communion City is that is that um circles don't have sides.
0: Right.
1: Circles don't have sides. And so and so what happens is we, we, we don't take sides in, in, a, in a situation. We don't. Uh, uh, when someone comes and say, I have a weakness, or, I have a problem. What we tend to do, what we want to do is we want to take him into our little company. We want and our company deal with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if it comes out of our little company, it goes to leadership and leadership uh, covers it. You see, the whole thing a covering is not a cover up. We, oh. we're, not, it's not, we're not covering up so sin can continue. We, we're putting a cover over it so, that, so healing can take place. Right. It, it, it's like a, a triage tent. We, we want to make sure, and we don't take sides in it. We, you know what I'm saying? We don't take sides because circles, as I said, don't have sides. So we're all members of one another, but uh, um, in a, in a hundred-member church, five people knows of a person's struggle, but the other 95 don't know because, because we're not bearers. Right. The Bible says a faithful spirit will conceal a matter. Wow. A faithful spirit, yeah. And so, and so the, as the Lord teaches us to be faithful people. Not faith. Um, a faith. A person who has faith trusts God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A person who is faithful, God can trust. Ooh, say that again. Um, a person who has faith trusts God. Right. But God can trust a faithful person. And so, it, when I say when, when we say a faithful, a uh, uh, faithful. Our spirit will conceal the matter. It means that if God can trust me with the matter because he knows I'll conceal it, I'll cover yes. it up. I, 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 it, I'll take it to my grave with me because I understand that this, I don't want anybody to know that this is what this person struggle with because some people don't know how to forgive and they don't know how to see past behavior. They don't, know to, they don't see the work of Christ for seeing the struggle of the person.
0: Right, right.
1: You see, and so what we're going to do is, is we're going to we're going to build this community of understanding where we get people to understand. Listen, we're all saved by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ by the cross of Christ. We are saved. He's doing a work in us. There is a standard among us. The standard is is that there is, and the word moral comes from the word uh, 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 the word standard. And what we're going to share in this in this uh, setting is that we have a chance now to establish a standard among us. But C- Jesus Christ becomes the standard. And and in that we 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 are responsible for each other. We put each other up we, to make sure each, people don't fall.
0: Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Um, it's so people don't fall by the wayside. We're, we're dragging each other along. So if someone gets hurt, we're gonna put them on a spiritual cot and we're gonna take them along because everybody, no one left behind. Right. And those who say, well, I don't I don't want to live like this. I prefer to be then. What we're gonna do? We're gonna we don't we're gonna um, ask the Lord to to isolate them and quarantine them mm-hmm. so that the leaven in them don't leaven the whole lump. That's good. And, and let me tell you how it works. You say, somebody listened to this and they're saying, so pastor, if people follow you and we just cut them off, no, no. Failure is, is a part of growth. Right. You can't learn if you don't fail. Failure shows you the areas that you need to strengthen. But if a person embraces a lifestyle and says, this is who I am, this is who I'm going to be, now you could come to church. You could sit among us. Mm-hmm. You, you got it? Yeah. But But what we understand is, man... Don't expect us to agree with what you're doing. We're not going to condemn you, right? But but we're going to pray that God won't let you be comfortable in it, and and it, it we're we're not going to allow you to normalize the thing that's killing you. Mm. And and no, you're not going to call it you call it fun when we know it's, it's death. It's death. Right. Right. And wow. that to me, that's the way a community, a grace community, um, should function.
0: I love it, I love it, and that is great inspiration to get ready to start a new year uh, with this idea of community, and I think it's so necessary, and I'm excited for the series that's going to come uh, in the NCC and the Community City Churches, or Communion City Church, but I'm also excited about how this has potential to impact the body of Christ, because the truth of it is, we are supposed to be a giant community. That's what's supposed to happen. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this and enjoyed what we've been bringing you all year as part of On Course with Heart Ramsey. And uh, we are certain that 2018 is going to be absolutely amazing for this podcast series. And we definitely hope you guys have been learning and enjoying what you've been hearing. We want to hear your feedback. So reach out to us by way of social media. You can use the hashtags heart to heart that's H-A-R-T, the number two, H-E-A-R-T, or uh, the hashtag on course and we definitely love to read your feedback for sure be sure to rate subscribe and download this podcast share it with a friend and uh, join us
1: next time as we get on course with heart ramsey